Hockey Central at noon on Sportsnet 960. The Fan. Well, after a week off and what appeared to be very quiet times around the Flames, I'm back. Welcome to Hockey Central at noon. Peter Klein, Will Nolt with you today on this A Flames game day as they get set to take on the Toronto Maple Leafs. Uh, we have an abbreviated show, so we will get right into it with our Flames insider, Peter Labardius. Flames insider, Peter Labardius, brought to you by the Gemini Group Home Renovations. Your home renovations should be a reflection of who you are. Give your home the Gemini difference. The Gemini Group, now offering Air Miles Reward Miles. Visit GeminiGroup.ca. Mr. Labardius, I uh, listened to the post-game show on Saturday and heard a, a very measured approach to that game and kind of the thought that the score looks bad, but on the ice, maybe it wasn't as bad as it seemed. Now that we are a couple days removed from that, is that still your feeling after uh, Saturday's installment of the Battle of Alberta? Peter, I don't really feel any different. In fact, if I had to summarize the weekend, if the Flames could have taken a lot of their defensive details married that with how the game started outside of a tough penalty, um, two tough penalties, one to begin the game and one late in the period. I actually saw a lot of things that you could build on in terms of their engagement. You know, they had 19 shots on goal. They created, they made some plays, but it was a situation Saturday night that, you know, if you leave things on the table and sometimes big things on the table against Connor McDavid and friends, you might pay a price. And the other scenario that has not been the case is, was it the greatest night in the world for Jacob Markstrom? Well, no, it wasn't. So I do. I, I found myself being, not that it's my place to be frustrated. I don't play the games. Um, but I didn't see as much emotion and pushback on Friday. And then I saw lots of it Saturday, but they didn't quite execute as well in, in all their details. But yes, I haven't changed much. No. So now as we get ready for the, the matchup with the Leafs, because again, like I, I just, I don't feel like there's much more to say from the weekend. It was, yeah, that sucked. Move on. Um, so as we get ready for a matchup against the Toronto Maple Leafs, who are another one of those teams where you can't really leave them a lot because they will take advantage. Um, it, it certainly seems like a, a big piece is coming back to the Flames at just the right time. Well, there's a couple of things. So Sean hasn't scored in 12 games, but I truly believe Sean Monaghan will play that certainly gives you way more options as far as your forward groups are concerned. And you're likely to see to begin if the morning skate was any indication, Monaghan, Gaudreau, and Sam Bennett would leave you still with Kachuk, Lindholm, and Monjapani, and Backlund, Dubé, and Milan Lucic as far as, you know, your top three groups, if you will. But the one thing, Peter, I want to focus on and, you know, I'd even use you when we get away from the noise and when we get away from, you know, the hot fire that has been around this team, do I think Sean Monahan comes back tonight off a lower body injury, a hundred percent physically healthy? No, but you know what may have helped Sean is just a couple of games to get a bit of a mental break and, and feel re-energized and you know there is nothing 
that leaves you more helpless in a lot of situations, especially as an athlete, when things aren't going well and you want to be out there with an opportunity to help your team. And Sean is a lot of things. But Sean has never, ever shied away from owning things. He wears things on his sleeve in hard moments. And so, you know, as much as in your lineup and the depth of your team and having different options for a Leaf team that, frankly, looks a little banged up after their big win against Montreal on Saturday night, I think, Peter, that having a refreshed Sean with a different energy, any positive potential energy rather than X's and O's and who's in and who's out and who's playing with who, that's something that I'll be looking for from him as well as all the rest of it. Yeah, and again, I can speak to the the feeling nice and refreshed after a, a week away from uh, from all the noise. And I think Logo was refreshed from not having to deal with me for a week. So th- there are some uh, some spinoffs to that for sure. Yeah, uh, you're, as we a hard, chat with, you're a hard guy to deal with. Oh, I am the you're a, worst. You're, you're, you're a killer. You like when I think <laughs> yeah. about hard guys that I have to deal with. You're right at the top of the list. Yeah, bad in the room. Uh, as we chat with uh, Peter Labardius, our Flames insider, <laughs> yeah. uh, here on, on Hockey Central at noon, uh, I'm Peter Klein. He is Will Nault. Pete, you're such an idiot. Um, yeah, let's let's move <laughs> on to the uh, to the lineup, Lou. Uh, you mentioned the Leafs side of things, and and hey, look at right now when your team is going, it's n- nothing really is is going for you. Uh, to catch any sort of break does help. Now, Leafs are missing a bunch, but. As you mentioned in your notes, they still have the top duo perhaps in the sport right now. Well, they do. And a couple of things there. So Austin Matthews just happens to be riding this. I've scored more goals than I've played games. So, you know, that is that good? every day. That's pretty good. Yeah. Even my math tells me that's pretty good. <laughs> um, he's He's riding a 16-game point scoring streak, which is two off the league record, held by gentlemen by the name of Daryl Sittler and Eddie Olchuk. Marner is at an incredible level, Will. Now, they will not have Joe Thornton tonight or Zach Hyman, um, who I think Zach Hyman is one of the more underrated Toronto Maple Leafs that you could ever find with the work that he does and where you can use him and plays in all situations. So they'll really miss him. But um, when I watch, well, especially Matthews, I see the best player in the sport right now, but it's not because of how he's shooting it, scoring and producing. You know what I see first and foremost, and I see it right throughout this group. Their commitment to their defensive details and their ability to get pucks back from you when they don't have it, they're committed. And he's committed. And I have never seen him. I've seen him score a ton. I've seen him produce a ton. But I have never seen Matthew's overall game at this level. Never. 
never. And I see it throughout this group. I, I see it every night I watch. I saw it up close and personal in the two games they played January 24th and 26th in Calgary against the Flames, which, by the way, I thought the January 24th game was one of the Flames' better games of the whole entire season. And then January 26th, the Leafs came out with a first period that was about as good a period as you can play in the sport. So Matthews is doing it all, Will, and Marner is as creative, smart, they're really dialed in. They, they are really dialed in, and I think whether it's adding people like Thornton, whether it's another playoff loss, um, they got the message. And I mm-hmm. think the message coming out of their summer loss to Columbus was, yeah, we can outscore you. We can have the puck all the time, but we need to do it different. And they're a terrific team. I, for the first time in, in the recent installment of the Toronto Maple Leafs, think they have a chance to go a long way. And, and I haven't truly, in my heart of hearts, felt that before what I've seen so far this season. Well, it's funny you mentioned that, Lou, because, again, I, I don't want to say that, you know, but they do say everything happens for a reason. And I, I don't want to say that this is going to be an asterisk. People are going to look back and say, yeah, but it was the all-Canadian division and they were essentially gifted a spot in the Final Four. But I, I mentioned this to our mutual Leafs friend, Lou, the other day. And, and all I said was that kind of exactly what you're talking about in terms of the summer loss and how do you come back from it. And I do think that, yes, okay, you, you can't really control the schedule, but for, you know, you talk about it all the time, Lou, whether it's game to game or season to season, but confidence is so important in this sport. And even if they get to the final four and don't win past the final four, but they figure out how to get nine, 10, 11 playoff wins, that's going to go a long, long way. So in a weird sneaky way for me anyways, and this is just my opinion, I think this schedule change and the way it's set up for the playoffs is going to do great things for this Leafs team. It's just a matter on them now to, to make it count. Well, I could probably put it in one sentence. It's not about necessarily wins and losses, but not unlike the team we cover every day, it's how you play. And that's what I see with the Toronto Maple Leafs. It's how their best people and how their team has truly bought in to not just being this offensively gifted group, but being a way more all-rounded give-a-hoot about the finer details. That's what I see. That is what I see. And that is why I believe that the first time in a number of years, and I truly believe Lou Lamorello, and for all people want to say about Mike Babcock, that's where it started. It got off the rails a little bit. And I think it's never been more on the rails. And it always starts for me, well, in one place. Do your best people do it the right way? Are they committed to doing it the right way? And winning isn't about 
winning scoring races. It's about playing the right way. And the Toronto Maple Leafs, way more often than not, have a talented, gifted, skilled team who has never been more detail-oriented, and it starts with their best people. Before I throw it back to our good friend Peter Klein to finish off this hit with you today, Lou, all that being said, what are you looking for tonight from the guy who wears 28 on his back, known as Elias Lindholm? Well, listen, um, you know, he's underrated for me. Well, I have to point to one play Saturday night. Did it necessarily show up outside of a hit on the score sheet? But Elias Lindholm, what is he like? What do you think of, Will, when you think about Elias Lindholm? What comes to mind first? Smarts. Does he play the game the right way? Yep. Can you always trust him in all situations? Mm-hmm. Yes. Is is he consistent in how he plays? Yep. That's Elias Lindholm. And if you had, on this hockey team, now does that mean he's the most explosive guy? No. Is he ever going to win a scoring race? No. But should that hockey team, in a lot of ways, take their from him? Absolutely. At 7-1 down, and yes, I just did pound my own steering wheel in my lovely Cadillac. That guy is pounding people on the boards. He's winning battles. The details and the commitment of his game rarely wavers. He is their most complete forward, and it's not even close. They're lucky to have him. And, you know... Is he Austin Matthews? Is he other? Is he Connor McDavid? No. But when I'm building a team and I'm setting down a foundation, this guy for me with the Calgary Flames is right at the top of the list. And he'll have, whether it's facing Tavares, whether it's facing Matthews and company, um, he will uh, he will be in the teeth of it, and you can probably mark down about 22.15 in ice time when it's all said and done. Yeah, and like you said, it's going to be a hard, hard 22.15 for for him tonight. A couple more here with with Peter Labardius. As we look at other things to to watch for with the the Flames and the Leafs coming up tonight, what are a couple of uh, either matchups or factors that you're looking at from a Flames perspective as they try to get uh, back into the right column in this one? Well, Peter, it it really starts for me with playing with the hockey puck in the Maple Leafs end of the rink. It really starts with their offensive forecheck, how connected they are as a group of five, their ability to make the Toronto Maple Leafs defend them. The Leafs are going to, they're going to get their chances for sure. That's the first place. And on top of that, and we saw it, and it's, it's kind of been something, I know, I know Mr. Sarge has talked about it, but the Flames 
transition defense and your ability on your way back to your own zone to, again, be connected through the neutral zone, make the Leafs entries and their ability to get through more difficult because, you know, even if I go back to Saturday, especially in the first, I I loved what the Flames did in the offensive zone. Like, that was a really, really good first period despite being down 3-1. So I'd like to see way more of that. And then when the Leafs do, like, do not turn the puck over. Do not feed that transition. Make them come all 200 feet at you. And when they do in the middle of the ice, make sure as they did a really good job on Friday, you need to have bodies in front of their best people. You need to stay above because trust me, if it turns into odd man scenarios and the least get through the middle of the ice with ease, two words. Oh, boy. <laughs> yeah, that's not a team you want to get into a Wild West shootout with, is it? Oh, no. No. No, they're going to get theirs. They're going to get more than their fair share of opportunities. And, and again, when you're watching tonight the Leafs, and we'll, we'll see how they do without, you know, and a big loss, Peter, that we haven't talked about, which I really think can help the Flames establish – more in the Leafs' end of the rink, Jacob Muzzin has a broken bone in his face. And that is a massive loss to their top four. So it will put the onus on a good young player in Travis Dermott to move up and play with, I think, an unsung hero for the Toronto Maple Leafs, and that's number three, Justin Hall, the 28-year-old who's really come into his own in the last couple of years. So the loss of Muzzin could potentially open the door for the Flames to spend some more quality time in the Leafs' end. Uh, Last one for you today, Lou. Uh, You you mentioned Jacob Markstrom didn't necessarily have his best night the other night, and and certainly not putting a whole lot on him because we we know how valuable he's been to the team. But uh, any concern that maybe the workload has been a bit too much for him this year and maybe starting to work in Riddick a little bit more? No, I'm going to be as succinct as I was on Saturday night. And you guys can both weigh in. How many wins would the Calgary Flames have right now had it not been for the play of Jacob Markstrom? I've said all year, what? probably two or three. Yeah, you can you can certainly just... start by cutting the you can start by cutting the win total in half, and then you might be able to go down a little bit more to Will's point. So yes, is it easy to point to an off game and quickly look at like workload or work management, every time you think about it that way, ask yourself the question this way. Would you trade three or four of those wins where he had his blocker, catching glove, and pads and stick all over it to have made his work a little less?
I wouldn't. I'm not trading a yeah. single point right now. You went out. Right. You got this guy. He has been your best player. You guys just talked about the fact how many wins. The coaching staff has talked about it. So, frankly, with no disrespect, I, I don't want to talk as much about goalie management. I got to get some wins. And yeah. he's been my best guy. And you have to understand that, you know what? Whether it's Austin Matthews, Connor McDavid, Carey Price, they're going to have some tough nights. But I'm taking my chances with that guy, and I'm riding that guy. The good news is, though, Peter, is that I like how David has responded. That's really, really good. But let's not forget about how they got the eight wins and who's very likely to be the guy to get them into the top four in this division. Couldn't agree more, Lou. We will see him in action against a really good Leafs team tonight. Uh, This team is certainly never boring, so we will have a lot to talk about when we chat again tomorrow. No, you don't say. (laughs) I would love for a, man, what are we going to talk about? Because it it just feels like there's a a whole lot of talk around this team right now. You know what would be awesome? I'm I'm hoping tomorrow on this show that we're not fighting, that we can put the fire hose away for a couple of days. That's what I'm hoping for. Thanks, guys. Have a have an awesome afternoon. You too, Lou. Take See care, man. Flames Insider, Peter Lubardius, brought to you by the Gemini Group Home Renovations. Your home renovations should be a reflection of who you are. Give your home the Gemini difference. The Gemini Group, now offering air miles reward miles. Visit GeminiGroup.ca. So there you go, our Flames Insider, Peter Labardius, as you probably figured out. He's back on Hockey Central at noon. He'll be answering your questions every Friday if... Your question is the one that is answered. You get a $100 gift card to Ruth's Chris. Um, Just ask your question at sportsnet.ca slash 960. Tune in Fridays at noon to see if yours is answered. Lou's Mailbag brought to you by Ruth's Chris Steakhouse. Relax and enjoy while Ruth's Chris makes the experience safe and comfortable for everyone. Book your table today. Go Flames, go. It is an early Flames game day. Four o'clock warm-up, five o'clock puck drop here on Sportsnet 960 The Fan. Uh, So everything before that is a little bit abbreviated. So... That's it for Hockey Central at noon today, as, uh, again, everything just kind of gets shortened up a little bit. On the other side, when we start the big show, a major announcement featuring Rogers and the WWE, so a little bit of my wheelhouse. Uh, We will chat about that coming up next.